0: Hello, Rich Bolas here, a big thank you for downloading the Dad Mindset Podcast, where we explore different perspectives on fatherhood with the aim of becoming less bad at being a dad. Coming up, I interview my pal and local caffeine dealer, Mark Clatworthy. Mark describes how he and his wife Kim have managed their family while Kim has been undergoing treatment for multiple myeloma, which is a really aggressive form of cancer. Mark also describes how setting up their coffee business was largely to show their children that they should follow their dreams. Before we get into that, though, I just wanted to give a quick shout out to Sarah Green 005 for leaving such a touching review on iTunes for the show this week. Sarah's five star review read, relatable, engaging, and helpful. Move over, Richard Feidler. There's another Richard in my podcast now. My new favourite show. As a new mum, I'm thoroughly enjoying listening to The Dad Mindset. Engaging interviews with such mindful dads. Can't recommend it enough. Thank you so much, Sarah. I'm super happy that you're enjoying the podcasts. And please keep the reviews rolling in, everyone. They make such a massive difference. So, that said, let's get onto my chat with Mark Clatworthy. Mark Clatworthy, welcome to the show. Thanks, Rich. It's, Good to uh, be here. Oh no, it's great to have you. Um, we've basically been talking about this for a few weeks now, and uh, yeah, finally got the stars of aligned, and we get together with the mics out. So it's uh, I'm I'm looking forward to this chat. No, thank you. The um, just to give everyone a bit of backstory, we've known each other probably about six years now. Yeah. Yeah. I think it goes back to when you were um helping Sarah with Eat Local Month. That's right. Yeah. And sponsoring the events that yep. she was running. Yeah. And uh and you've been my caffeine dealer for most <laughs> of that time since. That's right. <laughs> Can you give um uh, a bit of a an overview of, of what you do, Mark?
1: Um, so I guess yeah, you know, I keep people caffeinated. <laughs> Essential. Um, Essential. Yes, that's right. Uh especially parents. Um but yeah, I I run a coffee roasting business here in Torquay and um, we have our own sort of roastery cafe, but we also supply a bunch of cafes and shops with our coffee. Um, and for people at home as well, um, helping them brew better coffee at home,
0: yeah. Yep. And you do a great job. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Can you actually go through how you got into it in the first place?
1: Yeah, so Kim and I were backpacking overseas, and um, I mean, I always love my coffee, so it was always, especially traveling around it was sort of part of our daily routine you'd find a cool little coffee shop you know
0: the essential part like okay where's the coffee coming from (laughs) yeah that's right
1: and you know you'd find a little cafe off the beaten track somewhere and you know see the locals hanging out and having their coffee and so it was sort of yeah i always had a a good passion for coffee and then we sort of were traveling in central and south america and in this cafe in nicaragua and um uh they were roasting coffee with a popcorn popper just on the counter of this cafe, and it sort of had never really occurred to me that you could sort of do it with something so simple. And then I sort of thought, oh, maybe it's something I could try at home. Or um, so anyway, yeah. Once I got home, I started reading about home roasting, and then I started ordering coffee from. there was only, yeah, this was two thousand six, so sort of specialty coffee was just kind of becoming a thing around then of you know micro roasteries and so on. So I started. Yeah, roasting, uh, sorry, ordering some coffee from Melbourne and just realizing how amazing coffee that's, you know, only three or four days old was compared to three or four weeks old or or longer. So, um, and then, yeah, I did try with a popcorn popper from Kmart. um, (laughs) How did that go? It looked the part. It was brown, (laughs) but it happened within the space of about three minutes. So there just wasn't any flavor there. It was no good. So, progressed to um, a small electric. Roaster that we do a couple of hundred grams at a time, and yeah, then started oh, just doing more of it and sharing it with friends and family a little bit, and then yeah, very understanding wife Kim, um, let us move the cars out of the garage and install a, a commercial coffee roaster in the garage <laughs> in residential Jan-Juck. Um, and yeah, similarly, I was still I was still um sort of an engineer by day and um. You know, roasting at night sort of breaking bad style i guess kind of thing um and then yeah still just sharing with friends and family and trying to refine the the roasting profile as we call it trying different different beans um and then yeah i sort of wasn't loving my job at the time at this stage and i just thought if i keep doing the coffee half-hearted that was all was sort of going to grow to so you know i had a good chat with kim and she backed me, and yeah, I just thought I'll have a crack at this full time, and yeah, quit my job. It was two thousand and thirteen, and sort of yeah, a lot of tough times, but here we are, six years later, and still roasting away, and the cafe is getting busier, and all the rest. So yeah, it's good.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's amazing to have watched the progression of the business actually, because. You know, um, we we touch base sort of probably a couple of times a week or something over those six years. And now, like this morning, we were playing table tennis with um, my daughters and some friends' daughters in the cafe. Yeah, it's just such a great culture you've built around that um, cafe, uh, and it's a real testament to the work you've put in that you've built that community um, around, oh, thank you. around Appreciate your business. That. No, yeah. <laughs> it's. I mean, it's so good to 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 see it. You've done a great job. Oh, thanks, Rich. Now, I think, um, I love the reference to Breaking Bad because it literally was like that, wasn't it, in the garage?
1: It was quite a bit, yeah.
0: <laughs> and what did the neighbor, how did the neighbours deal with this initially?
1: Uh, yeah, i you let a you know, the couple that we chat to quite a bit, I'll let them know um, straight up, but then um, I guess I just sort of forgot to tell a couple of the others and then I had one or two that sort of said, oh, it's this weird sort of burnt toast smell at night. Or, did you know anything about that? <laughs> um, sort of. Every, every 20 minutes or so, because <laughs> um, it's about how long the, the batch would take. Um, so, yeah, I explained that uh, I was actually roasting coffee in the garage. So, um, I sort of smoothed it over a bit by dropping samples off around the around the court we live in. And, um, yeah, everyone was on board then. <laughs> Grease the wheels. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah we, we do a similar thing with honey because we've got a beehive oh, yeah, in the garden. yes sure. yeah, <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. Everyone gets a pot of honey and, and it's all good. Yeah. Uh, um, so... And so you started your business, but obviously you mentioned you were an engineer before that. That's right. And yep. now your dad was similar, wasn't he?
1: Yes, funnily enough. Uh, well, Yeah, he was a, a draftsman out at Alcoa uh, for a time there. And um, yeah, he ended up in, in hospitality because his, his folks um, uh, ran the hotel and the pub in Geelong. So yeah, it's ironic, ironic that I, I ended up at Alcoa myself. Uh, as a structural engineer, as well um, a year or two after uni, um, and then I've kind of drifted into a hospitality related <laughs> area as well. But but it is in the blood, as I you know chatted to you yeah previously that um, yeah I've got um, cousins and aunties that have all done hospitality. So I think that there's definitely something in there. <laughs> yeah,
0: and <laughs> yeah, what I mean, you come from a family of nine, yeah. and you're the ninth. Out that's of right. four brothers. Lucky well, five last. brothers yep. and four
1: sisters only. Finally got it right after <laughs> yeah. <you> know, kids. <laughs> we can stop now. We've <laughs> yeah. got we've got Mark. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But I mean, what was that like growing up? That's that's a big family. Uh yeah.
1: <laughs> it was never a dull moment. <laughs>
0: uh couldn't get any peace. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I don't know, it was
1: yeah. Always something going on, always a party and I remember there was um um like a neighbourhood friend of mine had often come around, and I think one of my oldest siblings said to his parents, "Well, you know, he's he's here a lot. What's you know, going on?" And he said, "Well, he's just there's always someone's birthday party and cake to be had, and you know, activities going on." So, yeah, it was just yeah a, a fun upbringing, I guess, and always always people to play with for sure. Yeah. yeah. And what was yeah. the
0: age range? Because yep. like you are the the youngest. What was your eldest? Yeah. So was my eldest
1: sister? sister is fifteen years older. So yeah, nine nine within fifteen year. Um, gap. There's no twins or anything. Just sort of every year or two in wow. there. Um, there's three year gap to the second youngest. Tim. um Yeah, but they're all pretty close together. Um, and yeah, I think as you mentioned, there was four boys and four girls, and then I was the tiebreaker at the end there. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> that actually happened, wasn't it? Your sister was on the phone to the hospital, wasn't she?
1: Yeah, she said, "Oh, yeah, mum. Okay, so what was it?" She said, "Mum said it's a boy," and it's so, ah. Oh. Okay. <laughs> but no, no, well, she, she came around. <laughs> my
0: my grand's comes from a big family and he used to say first up's best dressed. You know, it was it was a right. fight in the morning to get to the good clothes. Like did you get tons of hand-me-downs or oh, were you no, lucky no, enough that they were worn out by the time they got to you and you got new ones?
1: A bit of both. And you know, and I probably play the Sport ninth child last child kind of a bit with some new stuff, but there's definitely a lot of hand-me-downs. Um uh but that was good too. I mean, you know, I scored a few cool surfboards and things over the years from my older brothers and things, but um, yeah, a lot of hand-me-downs, um, but I think being the youngest, I got spoiled at times too. So. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it must have been quite lucky being able to, you know, tap into eight older siblings' experiences and like if one was into music or one was into surfing, you could you actually had such a broad array of yeah, opportunity I that's guess. right
1: yeah yeah definitely and um yeah to a lot of different experiences as well and especially some once started the older one started driving as well i had lots of transport as well yeah to get around but um yeah definitely remember lots of like it was usually you know a small handful that i did lots more with but you know definitely certainly my brothers would always take me surfing and um you know hit a tennis with sister or a brother or um yeah, or going to events and yeah, you could always tag along with someone for whatever they were doing and yeah, enjoy that experience with them.
0: Yeah, great. Yeah. That sounds awesome actually. Yeah. And so, do you think um, like you mentioned surfing? Surfing is a big part of your life now, isn't it, Mark?
1: That's right. Yeah, it still is. Yeah. So, how
0: often would you say you get out at the moment? Um,
1: it depends. It depends. Depend on the time of year and and also how busy I am. But I try and get out at least a couple of times a week and then in summer um that can be a bit more and you know there's more daylight as well so you can try and build it into your routine differently uh different times of the year um but i try and keep that up i think um since we had kids i you know some things i got to give um to start having children in terms of your, your time allowances so there's only 24 hours. yeah in day. so like i used to play a lot more tennis and that kind of stopped at the time and then the running I used to have a fair bit of running and it's backed off a bit but the surfing I kind of kept up because that's I see that as a bit of a a mindfulness thing as well as the physical side so it's a real release um and yeah but but I have more recently now that you know the kids are they're nine six and four now so I'm trying to build those other activities back into my life a bit more running or gym and um also the tennis now yeah, you know, my daughters are playing tennis, and, and yeah. my oldest is getting good enough, so I have quite good rallies with her now. So oh, great. It's, so it's coming back around, sort of thing. But but yeah, the surfing is definitely I've kept that up all the way through. And so.
0: Was the surfing one of the activities that you? I mean, your eldest daughter is she quite into surfing as well?
1: Yes, Yenna is, um, and I guess she was the, the first child. I really was yeah. like, hey, know, <laughs> yeah, you're going to say, Why don't you try this yes. thing? It's yes. awesome. I remember her being in absolute tears as I was trying to put her on. I think it was actually my original very first board right. you know, from the lawn surf shop back in the day. And um, it was, you know, a big moment for me, I think. Not really for her. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a photo of her 12 standing degree, next to the 12 board degree and water. she's just like arms slumped by her side and like tears, I think. So... I learnt to just kind of wait a bit longer and not push it too hard. Did you hard. actually
0: have a hiatus after that first sort of time? Oh, a little bit. It right. was,
1: yeah, a bit of just water play for a bit and just, do you want to just lie on the board for a bit?
0: And, and I'll push you around. Um,
1: yeah, pull you around and things. Um, but, no, then all of a sudden she flicked a switch at one point and was keen to get into it. I got, you know, one of those soft G boards. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, just step by step got her standing up on that. She... Hated to wipe out. I, th- I think that was the key thing I did was then just trying to turn the wipe out into a positive and just – I had another mate um, who did this as well and you know, took a leaf out of his book, I think, with um, making it a real positive thing so the wipe out how was – How did you celebrate? you come like, up out yeah, of the water and, you know, the they're ready to cry and you're like, yeah, how good was that? Wipe out, you know, <laughs> high five, you know, all the rest of it. Um, so, you know – Sometimes you just wouldn't get away with it because it was. Yeah. She be like, was that was rubbish. That <laughs> <head>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I seaweed a board in on a maze. That stuff. time, it's not cool. Yeah. Oh, did you have any um, bad
0: incidents like that? Like no, a not a board really.
1: And... No, just, just ones where you. And look, wave selection is key here. <laughs> you right. Push them on too. <laughs> yeah. I think one or two that it was about to break and I thought that's, that's not going to end well and it didn't. And then, you know, get get told about it from, from Herbert. No, she's really, and now she's she's nine, so she's, yeah, getting the hang of it pretty well now. And she's sort of paddling, the, yeah, key thing now is she's paddling herself back out in the water a lot oh, more than me killing my back, you know, trying to lift her <laughs> over waves on the board the whole time. So. Does
0: she go out with anyone else other than you?
1: Um, yeah, sometimes with some friends. That we we might bump into people we know down there or we'll try and um, hook it up with a friend and his daughter and and go out. So yeah. um, not really on her own yet as such but yeah, yeah
0: that that time will come and she's yeah. a pretty confident swimmer as well
1: yeah she is yeah yeah it's taken and I think that's what's good about the activity it teaches a lot of that you know conquering fear a bit and like you know the trust in you as well because I'll be there just swimming next to her and within reach a lot of the time and um, sometimes you know you look back and see a set coming like she's going to cop this but in a way sometimes you just you let it happen as well just yeah. to let them learn Dealing with that and, um, but also showing that I'm just over here. I'm just, I'll grab you. Yeah. Like you're not in any real, real danger. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's yeah. interesting because I, I remember for Annie, who's yep. our eldest, she's um, the same age. The first couple of times I tried to get her on a board, I totally did it the wrong way. And she oh, no. had some epic offs. Yeah. And I thought, oh yeah, I've blown it. <laughs> and, and it really was for a while, but then she got into, uh, we did the swim camp you know yep. they do uh vic swim yep and yep. that was she massively turned a corner and yep. they they really take the kids through and and it's amazing how they get them like sitting down into waves and then yeah, for sure. really yeah, loving yeah, it. and yep. having a good wetsuit yep. was a key thing yeah that really helped you know they feel invincible that's right, that's right. and they don't get the the yep. blue lips and the shivers and everything but yep. um it, it it really went from one extreme to the other because yep. we were at cozy one day yeah and there were some big sets coming through. It was one of those days where it was really breaking right up on the beach and Annie was like laughing out loud, getting (laughs) wailed onto the beach and I was thinking, oh my gosh, there's going to be tears and everything and she was just cracking up and she wanted to go out into the much deeper yep. like water where the bigger waves are and oh, that's awesome. it was me that was more scared going i'm not letting go of you in it, this because yeah, yeah, yeah i could see a lot yeah. of water moving i don't out. know what trouble you're about to oh, get oh you need one to double up and that's right. <laughs> take a head plant into the yeah, beach definitely but it didn't take much to go from one extreme to the other it's, yeah it's, it's right it's fascinating isn't yeah,
1: it? yeah yeah it's right
0: it literally it's feels like turning a corner yeah and what about your other daughters? Because you've got Eve, and Eve Maya. and Maya.
1: Yeah. Um, what well, activities with yeah. them? Or um, yeah, probably like they're still a bit young. Eve's starting to do the surfing a bit. Um,
0: Is she sort of following her sister? Going, oh well, if you know Sienna's doing it, I want to do it.
1: Yeah, a little bit. Like it, she didn't for a long time. She was slower than Sienna on the uptake to want to do it, and so I. But having learnt from Sienna, I'm just not going to push this one at all um but it was actually it was actually new year's day this year i went down to point Island, it was just a perfect blue sky calm water day perfect tiny little you know half to one foot wave for yeah. her and low tide and it was just yeah stars were aligning for it and she's like yeah i want to have a go and and she got up and yeah it was just a great moment and then since that she just took a lot more interest that summer and then the, i think one thing that impressed me was one time you know which i often do just nick out with sienna because we can just go somewhere and surf and you know she's at a certain level now um but eve said yeah, can i come too and like came and so it was just us three and so she was suddenly because she's got mayo who's eighty months below her so often those two kind of get lugged together yes yeah. you know they're not so capable once <laughs> at certain activities yeah. so she suddenly was coming with a big sister sienna and me to come surfing so do grown-up um, stuff yeah it was great and so it was small enough sienna could kind of she paddled herself out, could handle herself, you know, further out, and I just hung with Eve in the shallows, and she kept getting up, and yeah, it was great that she finally, you know, joined us for the bigger girl sort of great. activity. So, so. so it's
0: been like eight months now that she's been. Yeah, under.
1: she hasn't got in this winter, but it's <laughs> but been Sienna, pretty it's, cold. But, no, but yeah, Sienna's still got in a couple of times this winter. Yeah. Oh great. Yeah.
0: And uh, how about Uh, Maya?
1: uh Yeah, or more what, so, so probably. She's definitely, you know. Can be, yeah, could have drawn the line in the sand with what she yeah. wants to do or well, not I mean, do. She's, so in, she's four, isn't she? That's right, yeah. yeah. And so, often with her, yeah, still just the beach activities I enjoy with her, I guess. Um, yeah. Yeah, she got in the water a lot more this summer, and so a bit of water play, and um, uh, she has her own boogie board, but we pour a little bit on her, but don't do a lot more than that. And and just, you know, they love playing with the castles and, and things on the beach, and yeah. a few ball sports and things, so... I think as you know, you know, having having the beach here in our in our backyard basically is is great. It's such a great activity for kids, just even in winter you just go for a walk down there or whatever else. Go to so, the rock yeah. pools. And then yeah, and then just I guess at home activity wise is with all three of them, you know, the standard sort of Lego and um we're doing board games as well lately We've Oh which been, ones? Um well Sina just got Cluedo at the moment, so that's that's a, a brand new one she just got. So yeah. But otherwise I've also got a few from the, the op shop, like and they're literally from the eighties, so it's you know oh, real on. legit name like, names? Headache.
0: Yeah a headache. Uh are they into any others like checkers and things um a bit like of that? backgammon and chess. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, probably not the little ones but with that one. But
0: Annie, I, I put Annie onto um chess dot com yeah. on on my phone. It's yeah. just one day I was like oh just try this yep. she really got into it but I didn't realise she started playing games against people oh really <laughs> like, oh, no. no 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 you're supposed to be playing the computer <laughs> but it was pretty All right. interesting to watch she's like no no I just started this game and started yep. playing and the other person obviously like was logged on at the same time oh, playing on and um, yeah I, I was a bit concerned but actually she's way better than chess than me there's
1: really. <laughs> someone on the other side of the world that's been teaching yeah. her <laughs> yeah I think so online oh, yeah. they're,
0: they're just like sponges yeah up so quickly yeah um
1: but and they and they want yeah they they really get intrigued and want to know like you know, yeah like sienna just bought this kudo game and he was like you know how do you play it and I was like oh it's pretty tricky but she's yeah but we'll show her because she's yeah she's keen to know so yeah
0: yeah and once they latch on to something they've got time that's right <laughs> yeah. yeah. so um what are, what other things do you like doing with the kids i mean because uh, we were chatting earlier about a few activities. Um like camping.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um definitely like to go away camping and so we yeah, we got like an old eighties, early eighties caravan um a couple of years ago now. Um it's perfect. It's got the three bunks for the girls and everything else. And oh, so, three bunks stacked yeah, up with the windows the, on each No, one. well it's like an L shaped L shaped bunk at the top and then one below and it's a pop top. So Ah oh, cool. Um but anyway, it, it's yeah, fantastic. And it just like we used to camp a bit intense, but this just takes to another level where you can just—you're not too worried if it's going to be a wet weekend or not. You're off the ground and all the rest of it. So, yeah. it's definitely made us get out more, and and we we literally like plan it in and go right where we're going next month. And you know, um, we've done lots of little tricks, mainly locally down the Garden Road here. Um, we're about to go late September up to sort of mid New South Wales coast with it. Um, but yeah, we—the girls love it. I mean, I know you do it with your kids as well. It's just. Um, oh it's just they just take it all in they just you know look at their surroundings and play with ducks or the river or you know go we go on a hike and um it's just that yeah they just love it just so simple campfire marshmallows yeah you can't go wrong it's all the good stuff yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah.
0: and i mean tell us about the time you uh took sienna uh, on a daddy date
1: oh yes so early on it was when we'd just had eve who was so sienna was three and a half we had our second daughter eve and i thought oh i'll you know we'll let kim kind of settle with the baby a bit at home and b, I could have a bit of, yeah one-on-one daddy daughter time here and so we loaded the car up to camp down at cumberland river for uh, just for one night um which turned out to be just as much gear as you need for seven or seven nights or <laughs> <Yeah>, so <laughs> Yeah, and just having that one-on-one time was, was great. And yeah, I still remember at some one point going, oh, you know, this is nice, Dad, just you and me." So I think um, I think uh, I heard you talk about it on your podcast last week that the one-on-one time when you've you know when you've got multiple children, to a good thing to do, a good bonding thing to do. And I've got to make sure I, I you know give the same attention to the other two and maybe take them out on a separate trip to even mayor. Um, so I've got that, yeah, got that plan now for sure.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Oh, yeah. it's so hard, isn't it? Because I get the feeling that when you've got three kids, your bandwidth isn't divided by three. It feels like they get about maybe a fifth yeah, or a right. sixth of your, <laughs> your bandwidth. I don't yeah. know how that works, but that's how it feels. Yeah. I think that's it's because right. when, when you've got like two, it'll be spread and it's not equal. And that's they, right. They definitely don't feel that it's equal. And yep. I guess rightly so. Yeah it's tough and really it. pulling that one child out and give them one-to-one i found has been so good
1: yeah that's right and i think when you've got one that's you know a few years older and then two that are close together you sort of tend to like them together a lot and then like so i think especially almost that that middle one like my kind of miss- <laughs> yeah yeah or eve's in the middle and she's kind of missing out a bit on maybe at times you know um so that's why that that surfing incident was good where she joined oh, us gotcha. and yeah, yeah. came along and you know broke the shackles of being one of the little two step <laughs> up into the big leagues. yeah 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 <laughs> yeah um
0: yeah so you've got the three girls mark yeah. um how long have you been married to kim
1: uh 12 years now
0: yep what does kim do uh, that you reckon is really ace uh, with the kids i mean apart from being super mum in general <laughs> apart from everything yeah
1: um well since it's book week at the moment i i have to say kim's definitely a pro at preparing the girls and their costumes for the uh, school parade this time of year um gets them yeah decked out well in the book costumes um she's also the lunchbox queen for sure because <laughs> um, that's yeah and you would have done it too when sarah's away but the lunchbox thing is
0: When I've had to do it, it takes me forever. (laughs) Like I don't know how Sarah does it so quickly, but it it comes, especially
1: dodging requirements of you know the Kinder versus Sky. Basically, Kinder they're not allowed to take anything, anything (laughs) half fun. (laughs) Yeah, Um, uh, yeah. So she's she's definitely the queen of lunch boxes. I think general food management, like and like snacks, like, like going out, just. Go on the playground or somewhere, park or somewhere longer, especially that the kids need so many snacks. I just maybe didn't realize. But, um, but um yeah, Kim just manages to pull little goodies, hidden gems from, from nowhere, just Mary Poppins-like, or <laughs> pull out some, you know, homemade hummus and celery sticks out of nowhere, or, you know. I think so a less like, oh, I'll grab a banana and a water bottle, will be sweet, and then, you know. <laughs> Um, and that's burnt through in like three yeah, seconds. Yeah, that's right. And the, <laughs> why are the kids so angry? What's going on? Oh uh, Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so I'm she... three coffees down just enjoying myself. <laughs> and yeah. Um, but no, she's definitely good at, yeah, preparing for even small trips <laughs> to the playground. Snacks are required. Um, but no, but, you know, on a more serious note, she's, she's very good at talking them, I guess talking the girls through their emotions and, and feelings that they might be having. And, you know, could be an issue with with friends at school or or whatnot and they're trying to make sense of it and she's good at just kind of breaking it down and and talking them through it and helping them make sense of it so i think that's something she she does really well with the girls
0: yeah for sure yeah i don't think the listeners know but kim's had a really rough time over the last year hasn't she
1: yeah we had some pretty bad news or very bad news last year um that she she got diagnosed with multiple myeloma. Um, which is a a blood cancer in the bone marrow. Um, But I guess because sort of the backstory to that is she went through breast cancer at the age of 30 and had treatment for that. And we, you know, came out of the woods with that and went on to have the girls and all was fine. And then she was then, yeah, in the midst of, you know, in and out of hospital a little bit early last year, just taking some measures to stop breast cancer coming back now that she's, you know, older, older and so on. And then, yeah, just, sort of out of the blue this diagnosis came about the multiple myeloma and um just yeah it's unrelated to the breast cancer just totally from left field so it just kind of yeah put us on the ground really we're just like no we, we we don't need this right now um so yeah it was definitely a shock um and yeah it was just then the case of what next you know what what is the path forward um what do we tell the girls um what's what's this all look like now you know going forward so um it's a very rare very rare disease um usually in people that are a lot older um i think there's something like 300 victorians a year that get diagnosed like you know so usually they're over 60 and whatever else so very rare it's it's can't be cured um but it it can be managed essentially so i guess the good thing was they got it super early um like it hadn't it it can potentially cause holes in the bones and so on so it hadn't done any of that at all um they picked up you know picked it up very early and then it was just a matter of planning out the the treatment from there so it was some months later like we you know we had a trip to bali plan that we literally just told the girls about i mean you know, it's first of all problems, but, but I mean, when you're told your kids are going somewhere and all of a sudden that's under threat, it was an extra, you know, you know, salt in the wound sort of thing. But we ended up going to, we do. So we got our family holiday and then yeah, she started the treatment straight away after that, um, which was the stem cell collection. So she did a collection of stem cells, which would be put back in after the, the chemo treatment to help regenerate the, the cells. So, I hope Kim will be listening, making sure I've got all this right. <laughs> so there'll be a test. Um, yeah, that's right. So yeah, I guess the tough bit was then: how do we tell the girls? When do we tell the girls? Um, yeah. All that. So um, that was yeah, we a tough moment, and we just thought, look, we're just going to have to be open and honest about it all. Is is going to be our approach with this, and now and going forward. Um so yeah we just as at just at dinner table one night we just you know basically told me to say girls look, we've got some news to tell you and it's not great um yeah told them that hey, Kim's got a type of cancer and that you know quickly moved to the positive of look it's we found it very early um it's it's treatable but we're just going to have to manage this you know going forward um and so I guess, like Sienna, the being the eldest, is old enough to know what's what's going on, and she's heard the cancer word before. And so she actually asked, oh, "I'll, does this mean Mum's going to die?" And she quickly pulled herself up and said, "I oh, sorry, you know, apologise, and and so on." But you know, it was a, a very fair question. You know, that, you know, she knows that cancer doesn't usually end too well. So uh, it was a fair question to ask. But all of a sudden, you you have to know answer these questions from your children and uh even may were more they were more caught up on the you know they didn't maybe quite get the severity of that side of it but they understood that she'd be away in hospital getting treated and things so they were more sad about oh we don't want you going away to hospital on that side of it um so yeah, so we just moved on from there and um tried to reassure the kids that you know we've got it early but you know if she's under good care and that um you know we'll manage this thing and you know we'll still do all the normal things as well you know we, we went on our holiday to Bali, and then the treatment started um and then yeah so she she then had the um first round she had so she's booked you for two rounds of chemotherapy one was in december of that year and then it was going to be in march again after that they want to sort of double hit it um and then see how it all ends up after that. So I guess that that December one was the, the tough one for all of us because there's just so many fears of the unknown going on. You know, literally the the specialist, you know, had to give us the the warning about her going in, you know, that with this treatment, there's a chance you may die, basically, from from not just the chemo such, the treatment but, but, itself. but yeah but and then you know the infections you may get because it wipes out your immune system completely basically and um you know so you're just suddenly facing all these things which you know like i said she went through some similar treatment when she had breast cancer but there's a lot more weight to it i think at this age and with with kids on you know along for the ride as well um so anyway the the stem cell collection went went great they collected you know, millions of these the stem cells from Kim. That's pretty amazing, what the work they're doing. Um, and then, yeah, went in, had the chemotherapy, they put the stem cells back in, and it's then kind of a waiting game to see if the blood count comes up and what happens from there. But So what was going to be a sort of two- to three-week time in hospital was, was bang on the two weeks. So she did well, she didn't get any infections or anything. So, um yeah. First step was, yeah, good result. So, um, you know, and, and obviously in the background here is, is me managing the household, <laughs> you know, for that two weeks with, with that uncertainty going on, you know, with Kim and with the kids and, um, yeah, and I guess. Um,
0: so while, while Kim was in hospital, how, how did the girls deal with this when it was just the three of them and you at home?
1: Uh. Yeah, they, look, they did really well. It was obviously, yeah, at first it was that massive sadness that Mummy was not there, and that um, you know what might happen or what might not. And but look, leading up to this also, we we built up a good you know support network around us as well. And you know, I really admired the way Kim, you know, those months of. You know, to start getting diagnosed and building up to the treatment, you know, you might, your I might start feeling sorry for ourselves and, I don't know, we just may not take it so well, but she went the other way. She just turned into a positive, or you know, she took a real positive approach to it and she started going to the gym and getting fit and healthy. Like she'd read how uh, doctors now prescribing for chemo patients to, um, you know, get active and get fit so they're ready to take on the treatment. So she got super fit. Meanwhile, um, she also set up a, a Gather My Crew. It's sort of this, I don't know whether it's an app or a, or a um, some sort of, yeah, basically some sort of app or online thing where you can, it's called Gather My Crew and you can round up friends and family that want to help because that's, that's what we found. We, we told people, you know, after we told the kids about the diagnosis, we told friends and family and, of course, they're all like, let us know what we can do, you know which is you know amazing it's what you want but it was sort of we didn't need it just then <laughs> it was going to be six months later when she was it's a long haul yeah it's sort of like just don't start baking the lasagnas just yet we um you know we will need them yeah. but but it but <laughs> freezes the, only yeah the same yeah that's yeah, right <laughs> so um you know and it's fresh in everyone's head and, and the worry is then that It gets that six months down the track, and they kind of, not they won't forget, but it's more the urgency maybe isn't there, and you maybe not waving the flag going, hey, we're, you know, now is when we need the help. So, um, yeah, Kim set up the Gather My Crew um, system, and yeah, people logged on, and so they get notified when you maybe need certain things, or it could be, and, you know, it could be food, but it could be taking someone to school or to their sport, or um, picking the girls up from school. Yeah, that's right. So, there was that and she also set up a facebook page um which you know I'll link to that gather my crew thing as well and um kept everyone updated basically on there as well yeah. so <clears throat> people didn't have to think oh, i want to text mark and kim and see where we're at now but don't want to intrude so kim got pretty proactive uh, which is pretty amazing because you know like i was sort of saying before you might sort of start being down in the dumps and feeling sorry for self and not communicating with people but Instead, she started projecting it out there and going, "Hey, you know, this is where I'm at. This, is, this treatment's coming up." And and then, likewise, when it was the treatment was happening, she kept giving updates and even photos and whatever else. And um, so yeah, we had yeah, even had yeah, at one stage, yeah, a friend actually dropped off a deep freezer for us to right to, <laughs> to, a got a to drop that back. It's still in our garage <laughs> um, because they knew that the the meals would be coming once in yeah. the hospital. So. Yeah, so the, the hospital time came and um, sure enough, we had the deep freeze fully loaded and we had, you know, uh, times and days of when we need people to do a, a school drop or a kinder drop or a, take someone to sports or, or ballet. Um, so it was just really helpful and definitely from my point of view too and to have it planned out a bit as well. Um, one thing I'd also like to mention about sort of taking on the help from others that like you know by nature and it's probably the same for most people you sort of say no no you know we've we'll be right we've got this covered and like you know you don't we'll, we'll be fine but kim and i just thought well i think we'll just take the help on like i i sort of realized in doing it that and it, it helps the person offering the help it, it makes them feel better too that they they can contribute and they are helping you guys and then also i thought well There'll come a time when they might need my help, and I—I am so there. I'm, you know, definitely ready to return the favour to any of them. So that's what the approach we took. We thought, well, we will let them help, and then whether it's meals or or transport, whatever. You know, I had a, a good group of mates uh, from uni who, are, you know, most of them are based in Melbourne, and they they felt a bit more removed, maybe down down the road there. But um, they offered, they pulled together some money and said, you know we'll put this you know, put this towards you guys to help but and i felt bad about that but i said well actually you know what we could what we could use that for is is the you know there's these meal services where you can get the a couple of meals a week of ingredients and you you still cook it up but you've got yep. fresh ingredients for it and you don't have to kind of think about what to cook Walk You've got through the, menu the supermarket there, with three kids ready to go <laughs> and that too yeah so um i said yeah well let's put it towards that, that delivery service for, for three months or whatever it was. And, um, again, they felt, that, you know, good that they were helping in some way and, and it, it made it more convenient for us for, for that difficult time while we're stretched. So um, I, I just think, you know, we'll definitely return the favour someday and it's, it's important to, to, to let people help. Um, it's sort of a big thing we learnt through this, this whole process, Yeah. So, yeah, the girls, so, and I think that helped because obviously you've got the emotional side of it going on, but I think having your routine still going of your meals and your school and everything still going fairly normal, then I think that kind of helps that that all of that hasn't fallen down as well for the yeah. kids. So um, we wanted to keep everything else as normal as possible while doing it. And, yeah, and then we visited Kim as well, and I think – that that first round maybe try to get in there too much and then it's a lot of driving you know i'm running around for my job during the day and then grab the kids go down visit her and then it's that awkward arsenic hour in a time and yeah i yeah. know oh, i've got to transport them back to Janjak and then deal with that side of it yeah um which is fine you know obviously it's it's wonderful yeah. they get to see her and everything else but um look they they cope remarkably well and um I just made sure, you know, there were times, you know, they'd come out crying from their room and say, Look, I'm worried about mummy. And yeah, at one point, Sina asked, Is she going to be okay? And oh, as in, you know, well, will this treatment, will it will it take care of it? And I said, Well, it's actually because myeloma doesn't, it's not 100% curable. So I said, Well, again, just took the honest approach and said, No, it, it actually is it's likely to come back or it may come back at some point um so you know which still kept her upset but i didn't want to promise that yeah it was going to fix it 100 and then you know it comes back again in six months time so yeah so that they had a lot to take on but we had good support around us and yeah
0: and that how's kim doing now
1: Yeah. So then there was so she bounced back from that that round pretty well probably the yeah the other thing i want to add is that you know obviously with the chemo that their hair fell out and so i think that for the children especially the younger ones was um it's a very visual thing for a small child to see that you you know your mum has lost her hair like you know as i was saying obviously she's sick and not well i could Mm. see and sense all that and all that but but the visual thing of the hair was definitely a thing with with our younger Two girls, and you know, I sort of, you know, Kim realized too, and knew that she'll just, you know, it was getting towards, you know, some cooler weather by this time, so she rocked the beanies and the the hats, you know, full time anyway. And I think that, yeah, and we just talked about it too. We said, Look, you know, you you, look, mummy doesn't have hair, but I mean, you sort of try to lighten hearten it a bit to a point, but also seriously say, Look, you are you worried about how she looks or, are you, you know, you, you know, you can, you know, a whole time just t- encourage them to talk about anything they wanted to ask about or talk about. Um, and so, yeah, but, yeah, soon enough Kim was back, you know, exercising and doing normal stuff, you know, basically. So, and then the next round came in March where she had to go in again for the, that already collected enough stem cells so she didn't have to do that bit but it was, again, the chemotherapy and it was, again, going to be two to three weeks but um again she smashed it and two weeks bang on got to come home so but even that time around in hospital we were just smarter about it. there was there was less of this fear of the unknown we knew more what to expect to a point and also you know we just managed it a bit better too from a logistical side or whatever else yeah you know, we had she had good friends of hers that would go in and hang for the day so she's like look i've got so and so coming in today, so you know, don't stress about trying to get in here with the girls, just chill and, you know, sort their dinner and do all yeah. that, <laughs> yeah. you know. So I think we kind of handled it better this time around and um, they still got in to visit her, you know, every couple of days and all that sort of thing, but we just mapped it out
0: a bit better. So you think that was the main sort of thing about the second time around, really sort of being a bit more spread out with the visits?
1: I think, so. yeah, That well, that was part of it, part of – not getting everyone so tired um and yeah and just using you know a bit of facetime calling instead for them rather than have to go in yeah um yeah and then yeah again she's yeah came home and you know a bit slow at first but then yeah quickly again back exercising um you know the the hair she's rocking the short hairdo now the hair's coming back strong so um and yeah, back working. She's back working a couple of days as well. And yeah, so and oh, the positive is <laughs> the good story here is that um, because after the first round there was still a couple of the bad myeloma cells present, um, and but after the second round, um, they found it completely got rid of all those bad cells. So um, that was the real relief that it all this crap we <laughs> gone through, especially Kim. Yeah, had actually worked and um yeah it, it, it's it's amazing it's it's just fantastic that it worked and so it's all cleared but i mean and now we just we just monitor just play the waiting game it, it will try and come back at some point but it could be six weeks could be six months could be six years we'll you know we'll just wait and see and um in a way we're we're better prepared than some 40 something year olds because we we know what to look out for and what, what's going to try and come back in know you know you might get some people that having all this I don't know about yet. So. Yeah. But what are the <laughs> so, things that
0: you have to look out for?
1: Oh, no, I just mean like, you know, um, other people that might be sick. Gotcha. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, and I think I think also it's, you know, it's a, it, it's tough. It's obviously been a tough road for the girls, but the positive we're taking out of it is that for when and if it does come back, is that we have that, this positive experience to come, you know, to, to, to draw off that we can say to them, look, yeah, remember, you know, back in 2018 and we you know, she had the treatment. Um, it was two weeks. She was out, you know, was back doing all the normal things pretty soon after. Like, like, you know, if it had gone bad, it would have been tough from here to yeah. convince them of that going forward. But um, I think it's great that, and, you know, the bravery and stoicism Kim showed is just incredible, and um, you know, set just sets a wonderful example for the girls, really. And so, I, I just think it sets us up for when it does try and come back, or if something happens to me, or other bad things in their life, they can hopefully um, draw off it as yes, shit happens, <laughs> but um, it's about how you respond to it. That's important. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Did you notice, um I mean there must have been a, a change in the girls over that initial period or? Um Yeah, like we
1: we try to be mindful of asking them, like tapping into what they're thinking or feeling, especially. Um I think um, middle child Eve especially was you know, in at the hospital and things she'd be looking at something and so we'd just sort of say, Oh hey, you know do you want to ask anything about that or you, you know and, and sometimes you would you know it, it just took that prompting from us and i think even since then if they're quiet at times or if there's you know there would be the odd outburst out of nowhere too and you think that's more than just tiredness or being hungry there, yeah know, which is the normal there's excuses there's sort of there. something else brewing there so i think um yeah we again just we tried to be as mindful as we could that maybe it's relating to that and you know that it's been a big stress in their life and that we need to just open that up and talk about it and um and sienna actually of her own doing she brought up that at her school there's a teacher who's qualified in doing art therapy with students um uh so yeah we said for sure it's you know we can get you doing that so she i think it was i think it was sort of one day a week, she'd go in there for an hour or so with that with teacher and um, do an art therapy session, which...
0: How does that work?
1: Well, it was fairly new to me, really. I, but, yeah, I've looked it up since and it's yeah, it's quite the thing. So, um, look, and I, well, I didn't... We sort of left it as a bit of a private thing for her in a way, but, yeah. but essentially, uh, I guess the concept is she got her creating or, or drawing and... and um, Expressing her feelings with that rather than verbalizing or or you know shouting, I guess so. And it was to give her a mechanism at home or with anything really. But but if she if the stress is about about Kim or you know anything got to her that she could go to a room and just draw or create and um, put her mind to that. And and she's done it at times since where she's you know just about we work both arguing or worked up about something maybe (laughs) something fickle and instead of getting to that point where you're arguing over nothing she'll she'll go to a room and um and just draw and like just yeah and i I think it just calms her and it gives her an outlet basically to to express herself (laughs) yeah um yeah we got the draw we got one of her main drawings back recently actually it's just um and it was quite quite telling probably it was this it was a a turtle swimming underwater and kind of looking up and sort of well, quite a concerned look on its face, but it, it you know, it had all this decorative, um, you know, sea foliage and things on the on the ground. It was a beautiful picture in itself, but the turtle, I don't know, to me it just, you could tell it was maybe the turtle looking up, thinking I've got this weight above me, you know, going on. And um, it was, yeah, it was incredible. She, yeah, she I guess expressed what she was feeling at the time and it, it came out as this amazing piece of, of art. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Wow. Yeah. And is she still drawing quite a lot now?
1: Uh, she does, yeah. Yeah, like she she did already anyway, but um, yeah. And then it's good to know that she uses that too as a tool for stresses going on. She'll, she could use that for life going forward. Maybe I should look at it myself.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Are there there any things that, looking back on, that you would have done differently at the time when you first heard about Kim's illness?
1: Um, Don't know. It's a good question. But...
0: I suppose it's different for everyone.
1: Yeah. No, I'm not sure.
0: Yeah. No, totally. Um, And so obviously kim's um in a in a good place now yeah with um it's gone away for now it could come back in the future but obviously she's doing everything she can to stay on top of that yeah and how do you think the girls are actually sort of reacting to that sort of i guess proactive approach to dealing with things have they sort of really jumped on board with it as well you know kim getting staying fit yeah it must have had a huge impact on them as well to actually almost role model the way you guys dealt with it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, well hopefully. Like they they took positives out of it. Um Yeah, I think um I think so. I think um we need to make sure we that although you know, Kim's better for now and we're sort of through the through the woods for now kind of thing, we've we've gotta make sure that we keep tapping in with them to making sure they're they're okay with everything still, yeah. um, and those feelings. And so, you know, recently she had a little, a uh, little getaway actually for a few days up up north for some some sunshine with a friend, um, just to take some time out. And you know, the girls, especially our younger two, yeah, were very upset. And I, I even more so than you know, I mean, they get upset when Kim goes off to the shops normally, and I'm home. <laughs> but but it was. Like they were legitimately, you know, upset, and crying and um especially not going to bed and all the rest of it. And I I sort of got this feeling that it's relating to that her going off to hospital thing. And so I made sure I reassured them that like you know, she you know, mummy is just having a little break, she's she's you know, she's she's having a great time, you know, a little getaway, she's gonna come back all fresh <laughs> all the rest of it. Um but yeah, there's those sort of things. I just we just need to be mindful of going forward that we think they have moved on and they see that oh we're all we're sweet for now and and but it's still yeah left a mark on them. I think that we need to keep keep tabs on, I guess. Um, but like I say, I, I think because the whole thing's been fairly positive, the way Kim's bounced back, it's definitely given them that confidence and reassurance that things will work out okay.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yep. And yeah, and you, you were very instrumental in sort of encouraging Kim to go away, weren't you?
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not gonna, yeah, want to get a husband award or anything, but I mean, I recently went to Colombia for a visiting coffee farms for a work trip, but um, yeah, I got back from there basically and said, you've Kim, you've you've just got to go off somewhere on your own <laughs> for a few days and experience just yeah, being on your own and not ha- having a care for the kids nonstop. i mean we've done it before i think you just kind of forget as well like you know she went on a, a surf you know a sort of surf getaway a couple of years ago with a friend as well but i'd sort of you sort of forget once you go off again on your own and go this is quite nice you can hear your own thoughts and <laughs> whatever else so yeah i said look I, th- I think you should head off just somewhere anywhere um we yeah she settled on noosa and Within a day of telling a friend, um, she booked her flights as well. <laughs> She's got kids as well. I was, yeah, keen for a little getaway. So, so yeah, that was nice. Yeah, very well deserved. Yeah.
0: yeah. Is that something you're going to try and build in as well?
1: Oh, definitely, yeah. Uh, I've got a surf trip planned next week. No, no, just joking. <laughs> um, no, but I think it is, um, I think it's something more parents should do because, I mean, it's to go as one person, um, it's cheaper, it's quick, easy. You know, you can have just two or three nights away and you know you can have a good little little stint away and come back refreshed and um
0: it doesn't have to be fancy either, that's it? right
1: it doesn't have to be fancy you could stay with a friend somewhere in the state or whatever else and um yeah, and come back you know come back off the bench kind of feeling fresh and ready to go again with, tag me tag yeah me. that's right <laughs> yeah um so no i think it's a, a great strategy for any parents out there yeah
0: right and like, um, obviously, the trips are a, a big thing, but um, like what sort of plans have you got for taking the kids away or anything like that in the future? Sort of, I guess, holidays with yeah. the kids.
1: Yeah, well, um, we're, we're going to camping up, up north in September holidays, um, towing the caravan up to um, place up near sort of Jarvis Bay, in Oladulla, sort of on the mid-North Mid-Nor- New South Wales coast, and... Other than that, just yeah, just other local camp trips as well. I think for now we sort of we went to Bali two years in a row, so we're pretty lucky to do that. Yeah, the and, last two years, so locking
0: we, in the regular sort of weekends away and so on.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yep, regular weekends away. Yeah, I'm, we're tossing up a day or two in the snow, but I don't know the years. The years getting by, so we'll see. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> So, Mark, do you have any um, trips planned, uh, except the one that you mentioned up at uh, New South Wales?
1: uh yeah well aside from that there'll be no doubt some more weekend camping trips thrown in but um next year we're planning hopefully um third term next year we might do like sort of half lap of australia like up the middle and out to the northwest and um down the west coast and back around so oh, awesome um we've had a couple of friends that did that last year and yeah it's always sort of been on the cards and, and uh, they all love their trips and um I think especially after the year we had, we sort of, you know, realize how short life is and that you've got to make the most of these moments and, um, yeah, that's sort of, the, that's the plan. Um, if not, it'll be the, the year after, but, yeah, we'll just see if I can work it around my business and and Kim's health and things and we can, yeah, hopefully manage that. So I think it'll be a great experience.
0: Yeah. Oh, it'd be amazing. Yeah. And how many weeks are you thinking of taking?
1: So that would be, um, it'll be like 10 weeks or so, like, like July through to, end of September sort of thing. So um, that's sort of the the plan,
0: yeah. Yeah. Have you done it yourself or has Kim done it?
1: No, we haven't. We've um, both been to sort of around the, you know, West Australia, Margaret River sort of area, Um, but neither us to, you know, the Ayers Rock or up up north to Kakadu and um, the Kimberley region. So that, that, that area just looks amazing. We hear of people that spend longer than they planned up around up around that region and then like the mum and the kids fly back from perth (laughs) to get back for fourth term and the dad kind of drives the rest of the way because they they sort of spent longer than they thought but yeah um so we'll see how we go yeah yeah
0: (laughs) so you could be driving the car back yeah it sounds like yeah (laughs) and and you guys having to spend an extra week because it's it's serious distance isn't it
1: yeah, yeah, I'm not sure, but it's...
0: Like, we're not talking just idle, take an overnight trip, it's... No, it's yeah, some big days of driving, I
1: think, in there, but... Which, that's why... Recently, we've done some trips that are two or three hours and everyone's losing it, so I'm not sure how... Um, I think we need some, yeah, do a bit of match practice before then, of, yeah, longer drives.
0: Have you had any advice from friends that have done the trip?
1: Um, Yeah, one mate said to... um, Well, he was he was he was sort of annoyed that he hadn't done a four-wheel drive course beforehand because oh, he right. said how, you know, you can have the right vehicle, but you're still then, if you're not if you're not backing yourself, that you're, you're going to get stuck on a beach somewhere or oh, down a right. track. So um, funnily enough, I'm doing a four-wheel drive course with him next next weekend. Oh, cool. Because <laughs> um, he wants to do one anyway. And then...
0: Where, where are you doing that in Anglesey?
1: Uh, Werribee Gorge. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So you take your own car. So we've got, yeah. We've got the four-wheel drive, so I'll give it a test out. And um, I figure I might as well do it now and then we can have those skills and then, you know, use it between now and next year anyway. And, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> right, uh, it reminds me actually you saying that um, Sarah and I, when uh, before we got married, we were up in the central beaches. Um, we went on a big sort of trip up there, just yeah. the two of us. And uh, we found this, this amazing beach in the middle of nowhere. And we thought, oh yeah, let's um, let's drive the, the Sarah so had a yeah, little yeah. four wheel drive, and so he said, oh, do you reckon it'll be safe? Yeah, there's there's a uh, you know a Hilux over down in the the distance, so someone fishing on the beach, and there's another like a uh, you know um, yeah. I think it was some kind of uh, Land Cruiser or something <laughs> just down the other way, someone else fishing. I said, yeah, if we get stuck, we'll just get them to help tow us off the beach, and so <laughs> we we drove onto the beach. Yeah. And um, then we went for a swim. And yep. when we got out the water, <laughs> those two vehicles had disappeared. Oh, and we were no. like, wait a minute. <laughs> and I just had that sinking feeling. Yeah. Going, we're probably going to get bogged now, yeah. aren't we? <laughs> and sure enough, we got bogged. Oh, no. And, uh, and it was a full on sort of let the tires down, you know, and, and give it a push and give it welly. But we couldn't even, we had to keep all four wheels like spinning and the sand flying in the air and do a really slow, long arc <laughs> like with the wheels spin into it because you couldn't like do turn too sharply because it would just dig straight into the soft sand. Yeah, and luckily we got off. We're like, <laughs> we dodged a bullet there because <laughs> you can just imagine the tide coming in, oh, no. <laughs> and fully wrecking it. <sighs> but, um, yeah, so I think a I'll four try, wheel drive course. I'll try and avoid that, <laughs> yeah, don't yeah, do that, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, um, what, what are the sort of, um, uh, I guess things do you do with the girls apart from sort of sports is there anything else in there that you have almost like rituals oh. um i don't know <laughs> um that's okay even if it's like favorite restaurants or if, well i should run, of course <laughs>
1: <laughs> no but yeah i mean we do we do like going to cafes i suppose i always have anyway so we will. We do frequent not just my own cafe, but other ones around. Are
0: the around girls town. very critical of other people's coffee now? Yeah, that's very right. discerning. No, oh, yeah. this is this
1: rubbish. baby chino is not up to scratch. There's only two marshmallows, <laughs> not three. You yeah. burnt burnt the yeah, uh, yeah, the milk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're they're pretty happy with what they get served up. <laughs> are, they,
0: are they pretty? Like, do they like hanging out at the uh, cafe with you at all? Or? Yeah, they
1: do. They love playing the table tennis there and. um Take a bit of interest in the roasting now. I think as, as they're getting older, they're, you know, wander over sometimes and have a bit of a look. And Well, I mean, they've always like pressing the buttons on the roaster and always <laughs> made sure it's off when they do. <laughs> um, but that could be something I start training them up on. Yeah. <laughs> take oh, an interest in, in that hobby, yeah.
0: The ho- just, I mean, hospitality in general, I think, is yep. a great sort of, um, I guess, job for kids to do. That's right. It's such a transferable skill.
1: Yeah, we sort of... Yeah, but like before the cafe, as you know, um, we had the, the caravan we used to do at the, the farmer's market yeah. serving coffee too. And they've, you know, they sort of grew up watching that getting built and sitting, you know, they've, I've got photos of them sitting on a milk crate down in the corner, you know, <laughs> while making coffee and whatnot. And then as they've um, gotten older, they're, you know, all tall enough to see over the counter or, you know, trying to, oh, I'll help take the money. And then, like, you know, customer waits 10 minutes while we try and sort out the denominations but yeah i think it's a great thing to be part of and they you know they literally yeah they're doing a community thing and um dealing with yeah dealing with strangers dealing with customers you know and um that's all a bit of fun yeah
0: yeah i mean but you've got a great customer base haven't you yeah that's right the the whole community Yeah it's it's a like whenever we go to the farmers well we used to go to the farmer's market yeah it was great because it's just like catching up with friends every time yeah, you that's go right. for a coffee
1: yeah and i think i th- that's sort of part of the thing i love about coffee is the way it brings people together and it's this real social aspect to it and um yeah the market was definitely great for that and um and now yeah the the roastery space as well and
0: i have to say the table tennis table is a, <laughs> a masterstroke. <laughs> it really is that's it's right it's so good yeah, and it gets pretty riotous there, doesn't it? Like, so you get oh, some... we
1: get we get we got a couple of guys that they bring their own bats in <laughs> over lunchtime. <laughs> the um, zip, unzip the yeah the the, the um <laughs> and the, and you know they'll stand like three meters back from the table and just go for it, Forrest Gump style. <laughs> um, um, but no, and you know it's great that you know the kids play as well, and certainly after school holidays, I have to repair a few <laughs> paddles. But um, no, look, I, I think it's. It's, yeah, a bit of fun and creates a good vibe in the in the cafe as well,
0: yeah. Oh, it's uh, it's great what you've done. I think it's a real testament to, you know, all the hard work you've put in over the years. So, uh, well, no, thanks, well done, Lars. No, thank you. Appreciate is, is there anything that you, you'd like to sort of mention, I guess, from being a, a, a dad? Any other takeaways or things that, you know, you feel that would have been good for you to know or...
1: Um, Yeah, well, probably, look, I think, I think, um, so sort of, before having kids, I think you sort of, it's important for new dads to know that there's, I feel like there's this whole other, once you've crossed the line and had kids, you know, there's no need to really panic because there's this whole other chamber inside you that you haven't really tapped into yet. You sort of, and you don't know about it until you've got kids, I feel, that you you know this resilience and 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 strength and a, and a, you know uh, ability to re- remove nail polish from a four year old's hair or whatever else is um,
0: <laughs> yeah stay you, calm under it's, fire <laughs> yeah
1: it's um you've you've got this resource in there that you have yeah you, you, it feels like you haven't tapped into it yet and and you, and you can draw on that once once you're put in the situation I feel Um yeah I, I guess it's part of growing as you know as a person it's pretty amazing that your kids do this to you, I think. Um but yeah, you have those reserves there, I think, is an important thing for people to not panic about. Yeah. Um otherwise, um yeah, I think other advice is to just I've got some Yeah, I think other advice would be, you know, I think asking them one on one how their day was say how their day was at school or, you know, how their day went and and not just as a group, because they often didn't tell you, how's your day? Yeah, good. You know, how school? Good. You know, you don't get much out of them. But um, I think a good tip is to, maybe it's when they go to bed, you might lie with them for a bit. And I sort of, yeah, you know, I had a, a mate who's got kids that are sort of that next stage ahead. And I sort of learned this from them, I think, that, um, yeah, just lying there and asking them. And um, you can, yeah, draw a lot more out of them. And and it, I think it puts them at ease to talk about any concerns they've got at school or whatever else. And so, yeah, there's that one. And I guess um, more of a practical one is that, as I found especially when you're, you're, you know, your wife's away or in my case in hospital a couple of times, preparing the brekkie bowls the night before. It's a, it's a key right, thing I the brekkie yeah. bowls. Because, well, the worst thing is getting up a bit tired and then you're getting heckled for the kids. I want breakfast. <laughs> oh, hey, Dad, can come up my bottom? Whatever else. And you, you're chasing your tail from the start. Yeah. Right. So you're starting from eight before, feet feedback. I would lay out the brekkie bowls, the favourite spoons, because, you know, all, especially our little ones, favourite spoons she needs, or whatever else. So have it all laid out so you can kind of, like, almost autopilot, just throw some wheat bix in the bowl and get it all together. But, but basically, at any time, it, keeping a step ahead, I think, is the sort of if you can manage that then you're not you're not then yeah under fire behind and the eight ball then, yeah behind that, the eight that's ball great the i so like that so you literally
0: little... you put the bowls out on the table with yep. their spoons yeah and it's and obviously food. they're clean so that's a right. nightmare would be oh, i'd still in the dishwasher you know oh well we've got to wash the bowl and i'm not eating <laughs> <Is laughs> that's that, true that's true you oh, want. No, yeah. i like it so yep. but if you yep. do it the night before yep. it's you've made sure that's all sorted
1: yep. yeah that's right and it's a bit well similarly the um the beach hack i've got is um because uh, often you get to the beach and it's like you know especially in summer it's ah oh, the the road's hot they're standing on and like, i want to put a wetsuit on it's too hot you know this or that. Just is pre-suit up at home just just get yeah, them to yeah, yeah. put the wet even just halfway or whatever yeah. the wetsuit's on um jump in the car go down just so you basically run straight down the water and you don't have this this awkward time of yeah. oh just burning in the frying in the sun there get some more sunscreen and so and sunscreen
0: sunscreen at home yeah as well.
1: pre-sunscreen as well yeah it? um so it's yeah preparation i like that yeah 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 <laughs> yeah
0: so so yeah suit up sunscreen jump yep. in the van yeah everyone out hit the ground running yeah no hot tarmac burn feet no
1: <laughs> <laughs> straight down
0: i like it yeah. any others you can think of or uh, are those the best
1: i think they're the best ones i've got for you right now <laughs> yeah
0: yep oh actually mark one of the things i wanted to i i forgot to mention recently you've gone disposable cup free at the cafe as well yeah I mean, which right. is a big move can you tell us a bit about that
1: yeah i guess um well our brand's always been about not dispreciating coffee but also the coast and the ocean as well as sort of part of our, our brand and our ethos so um we've always pushed you know reasonable cups and um and so on and then we've been building our, our customer base along to getting a higher and higher usage of reasonable cups, but realised we can only get it to a certain point. So um, we've grown that quite well, but I, I just knew that we needed to draw a line in the sand and, and just stop even offering the, the single use cups. So um, yeah, we decided to set on a date, which was the first of August um, just recently. And then five weeks out from that, we sort of announced it and then, you know created quite a campaign around it to you know get the countdown every week and um had signage up at the cafe and so on and so yeah anyway we we, we got there and we're still in business and <laughs> i'm keen to i'm really keen to encourage other cafes to to do the same you know even if they're not using our coffee it, it doesn't matter we sort of just want um you yeah, want to minimize waste basically and um you know we Legitimately care for the environment and the ocean, and yeah, my, my kids do too. I was telling you earlier that, um, uh, especially Sienna, who's you know nine years old, and um, she even like during our campaign emailed me a document. You know, she'd use a lot of info from from online or whatever else, but still put it together explaining you know how many billions of um, single use cups going to waste and what it does to marine life and and whatnot, and emailed it from a school email to me and said, "Hey, Dad, can you please?" print this out it put it up at work you know no in the cafe um and so anyway did that so put that up and so pretty proud of that and then yeah after we we introduced the the no single use cup thing um we we're just in the car on the way home and Sienna i said oh how was how was work today dad and i said well it was good we, we you know the first day of not having the the cups and she said "Oh, how'd it go and i said well it was at, we were really busy actually and today and she said, well, it means you saved a lot of plastic. So that was pretty pretty cool, very insightful. So That's cool. Um, Yeah, I guess, you know, the other side of or part of our branding when I was setting it up and our business is that not just for my own beliefs in supporting the environment but setting an example for our girls as well and it's what, I you know, we want them to... You know, get to enjoy nature as, as we have growing up, and um, show them also that we, you can change things, and you can just put your foot down and take a stance, and you know, business business can do good, and um, yeah, just wanted to set a good example because I, you know, we try and be good at home, and then, you know, but if I was handing out all these all these disposable cups every day, it was you know weighing on me that hey, it's a bit hypocritical to be doing that as well, so. Yeah, we've we've ditched the cups and the the response from, you know, the whole community's you know customers has been amazing, just super positive, and um, we've had new cost customers turning up that just heard about it and say, "I love what you guys are doing," so we had to come check you, check you guys out. Um, yeah, so it's it's been it's been great.
0: Ah, it's fantastic to see, and no, thank you. I, I think it it's really important because, obviously. Uh, reusable cups have been around and, and we've got good friends that make amazing ones. Like, yeah. You know, Matt and the team at Joko. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, so there's that end. But having a cafe actually draw the line in the sand and say we actually won't serve, you know, one use, single use cups. Yeah. That, that's a huge sort of message, yep. isn't it? And, yep. uh, and and obviously that forces people's hands. Were you a bit worried before you actually did it?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, And... It, it felt good to actually just make the announcement, and the, and the positive response we got from it, like just really really reassured me in it. But it, but it felt good to kind of just say it and go, yeah, this yeah this is what we're doing, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, the response was great, and then yeah, since doing it, also I think um, you know there's, it, you're right. It, it, the fallback op- if the fallback option is there, the people will still use it. Yeah. so you know literally the, we we're two weeks out from from stopping the cups and a guy saw the notice and said oh oh you're getting rid of the cups and i said oh yeah but you know it's two weeks to go you know don't don't panic it's all right and he said well oh, actually i've got i've got a car i've got a reasonable cup in my car i'll just go get it and so it's that mindset it's that you know behavior kind of shifts that
0: and that's yeah that's doing. what i was thinking. It, it takes like you forcing your customers yeah or not forcing them but but making it like a a team thing? yeah that's like right it, yeah it's both ends of the yeah. the relationship between the customer and the and the, the vendor that's right and, and it's like and yeah we can do this together it's not just all on you to be the customer to make the choice that's it's right like, yeah. i'm making the choice with you that's uh, I right i love that
1: yeah and and um and it's having like we've got options in place so we're not sort of you know making it really difficult for them we've got options Yeah, you know, there's even uh, um, we've got the mug library that they can grab a free ceramic <laughs> cup that have been donated anyway by people that that they can just um
0: is that like a personality test like oh we chose that one <laughs> Yeah, a little bit. yeah.
1: <laughs> um yeah well there was the, the crossfit instructor who took the girls just want to have fun <laughs> one the other day but um yeah it's it's been great sort of also for it's mostly our new customers that don't know about it yet but they you know so they're the ones we've, we have that slightly awkward conversation with but it's kind of cool seeing their minds get blown a little bit with you know oh you what, what do you mean you don't have <laughs> yeah. the cups but but most of them have been great and they've just sort of gone oh yeah yeah okay I'll just grab one of these these ones then or'll or i I'll, or I'll and buy this on certain cup or whatever they've and a, and then they're like oh that's, that's, that's great that's, that's great. it's well, great you that's great, idea. great you're doing that and so look, we have had a handful that have walked out they're just like like not arms up in the air just kind of like oh like you know, I really wanted to the lead them on my way to work and I don't really want to buy one right now. So um, that's to be expected. But, you know, like I said, it, we're not too worried about losing a handful of takeaway coffee sales. We're more about the bigger picture and, you know, being true to our ethos and, and long-term goals. So, um, yeah, it, it's, it's been a great result really overall. Yeah. yeah.
0: And it's a great message sending the kids as well. uh, and and like you started the coffee shop well coffee shop the coffee business originally i mean we were discussing earlier but you said it was to demonstrate that you know you can follow your dreams as well
1: yeah well that's i guess um you know leaving an engineering degree to to have a go at this small business of coffee roasting was when you've got a a mortgage and you've got you know kids on the way was quite the leap so but at the back of my head was that you know if i don't you know down the track like how am i meant to explain to my kids that they should follow their dreams and follow their heart if if, if i didn't do the same like so you know if i had just stayed doing what i was doing and say well you, you always like coffee day, why didn't you do that thing you wanted to do so i feel that having taken that leap and having a, a good crack at at the coffee side of things that um yeah i can draw off this and show to them that yes i did follow my dreams and you know, it can work out okay. And, and even if it doesn't, at least I did have a go at it, you know. Yeah. Yeah.
0: No, I think it's uh, it's great, Mark. It's uh, wonderful to watch what you're doing. No, thanks, Rich. Is, is there any way you'd like for people to reach out if they want to get in touch or where can they go to, to find you? Uh, well, we're out behind the Bunnings at Torquay
1: or, um, yeah, just the website oceangrind.com.au and we're on Instagram or Facebook. At Ocean Grind. So give us a follow, please. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I um, encourage that. And yeah, we can yeah, happily send coffee out Australia wide to keep all the parents caffeinated. And
0: it's it's pretty amazing coffee. I yep. can attest to that. <laughs> so uh well it's been fantastic having you on the show, Mark. Thanks ever so much for yeah, sharing so much and uh taking the time out of your your Friday evening to um yeah, to, to talk about you know what it's like being a dad
1: no thanks rich it's been been great
0: well thanks so much for listening hopefully you found that chat with mark as insightful and inspiring as i did if you get a chance i highly recommend you get down to ocean grind for a coffee say hello to mark and make sure to take the kids if not make sure to look him up on instagram at ocean grind in the meantime have a great week and hopefully using mark's coffee enjoy your caffeinated beverage